0: This is TV 8 My Dinner, a podcast about entertainment issues brought to you by
1: darkcrazy.com.
2: Moving on. Many of today's most popular video games take place in dangerous post-apocalyptic landscapes. But are these games enough to prepare our kids for the actual post-apocalyptic future we will all soon face? I I think they are. Studies have shown that these games are quite effective at teaching our kids skills that they'll need after the apocalypse, like finding shotgun ammo and leading elite squads of super soldiers. But these aren't the advanced
0: skills that they're going to need. They're going to need the more practical skills like how to build a shelter from abandoned cars, or You're how to find drinking water by collecting the morning dew and human yes, skulls. Or, or how to deal with depression when the sun is blocked out for 500 years by a cloud of radioactive Absolutely. dust. Absolutely. Now that's the type of knowledge these kids are going to need when their world has been turned
3: into a brutal hellscape. But
0: these games don't have to be an accurate depiction of a post-apocalyptic world. Well, they just need hell. to teach
2: the basic concepts, yes. which they do. 72% of kids said that they know how to find items to barter at weapon shops, and how to use medicine packs to heal zombie bites with these video games. That's excellent. know. the game Fallout 3 has taught my son Charlie that it's easier to kill cyborgs with a grenade than a machine gun.
0: The games make it all seem deceptively simple. I mean, in the future, a kid's not going to be able to kill a six-foot-long irradiated beetle just by pressing a few buttons, and he's going to have to get down there
2: with an axe and
0: hack and hack and
2: hack. David, our kids are going to have the rest of their lives to get actual experience and how to desperately fight for survival. Exactly. What's important is that we teach our children the fundamentals now so that they can be successful in whatever nightmare scenario that they may find themselves in. Well, if they survive that long. long. Another
0: flaw with these games is that most kids will become mutants themselves once the apocalypse hits. It's
1: a huge problem. I think
2: that it's a chance that we're going to have to take. Playing video games all day, alone, and friendless is simply the best way that we have to prepare our children for a life of solitude and yes. You're
3: listening to TV Ate My Dinner. My name is Sean, and I'm sitting here with Brooks and Greg, and once again, we are graced with the presence of Andrew.
4: Hello. Hey there. How's it going?
3: Actually, I
0: think we're graced with Sean, the Reverend Sean. I'm kind of surprised you didn't
3: introduce yourself that way. I know I would. That is true. I don't want to flaunt it, though. I don't want to abuse my power. It wasn't for vanity that I that I sought the calling. Only use it for powers of good, <laughs> never <laughs> <Exactly>. for evil. <laughs> only for knowledge and defense although i didn't do it through the jedi church and i could have i got to tell you i was i was
0: inches away from doing it myself this weekend i looked it up online and i was i really wanted to Did do it but it? then i was like mm. I don't want to take that away from Sean. You know, I don't want to
3: take that away from you. Yeah, you you'll ruin it for me forever if you do. I, I'm gonna look into that uh, Jedi Church thing instead. I think. Do I would recommend the Jedi thing because I didn't do it for a joke. It's as funny as it may sound to people. I didn't do it for a joke. I did it because I really wanted to to help out some some friends of mine. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with preaching. <laughs> well, given the cert, the the correct set of circumstances, I wouldn't mind it, but. I was doing it to give a backup to the, to the people that I knew in case their minister fell through, which it did not. So I ended up being eye and dry. So that's probably the only gig so I ever would have So you ended up being ordained and, for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> stupid wallet card. <laughs> I got my wallet card in the mail with my name on it today. That that by itself makes it kind of worth it.
4: Did you get your Dakota ring?
3: The Dakota ring. Let me. I I may have told you. I don't know. I did get a parking pass to hang on your rearview mirror. Oh really? I got a laminate to put in the windshield. Oh wow! Do you do you get to like park in special places wherever you want to or something? I don't know. I I would think that if you're at an event and they started towing people and you had like a minister parking thing <laughs> on your car, you might go last. <laughs> they might what think, "Oh, I'm not going to tow the preacher's car." Man, that's awesome! I, I'm I jealous. Got a couple of bumper stickers. <laughs> The wallet card took longer to come. My favorite part is just the the badge, the clip-on badge that just says clergy. <laughs> but that that clergy badge will, will get you some some notice at a strip club. It <laughs> will get you it laid. Turns <laughs> out, <laughs> <laughs> so it turned out to be good for something.
1: Oh, you've already taken it for a spin. Is that? Is that- I don't
3: know. Taking it for a spin at a strip club is the appropriate <laughs> <laughs> phrase. Did did you actually go to a strip club with your clergy badge on? Yeah. Do you actually just wear that thing around then for, for no reason? It wasn't for no reason. We had a whole cover story.
0: You're the
4: problem with the priesthood. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Look, no, I'm the solution. Yeah. Get those guys out there. Get them get them the action they need. <laughs> so they don't have a wandering eye. No, we had a whole it was a whole bachelor party thing that, that didn't really work out the way we wanted it to anyway. Well, we were talking earlier about how we, thanks to Medougal and and also Lynn, really, we now have an official forum for TV Ate My Dinner. And uh, we'll, we'll start, we've been plugging in the last couple of episodes that you may have noticed, but uh, unless you're like Greg and you yeah. listen to our show.
1: Apparently. I do listen to the damn show, shut up.
3: We've plugged, the last two episodes we've plugged the forum and moments before we began recording, Greg was shocked to learn that we had a forum.
1: i don't know what you're talking about about, man i've been on the forum for weeks
3: yeah really oh yeah what's your favorite thread on the forum episodes
1: where they talk about the episodes
3: (laughs) where we talk about the episodes
1: how the tv ate my
3: dinner (laughs) (laughs) i like you know when
0: you talk about tv and talk about dinner what what's funny greg is if you get on the forum you'll see a whole bunch of uh where's greg why isn't greg on the forum where's greg at so that, that's what
3: you'll find if you get on the forum. And the forum is lousy with Greg Defenders. I can't
1: get on the damn forum. I can't get the little caps go so right, a, damn it.
3: And there's, like, you haven't been, like, he says that like he's been trying then you're for you're a robot, a week. Greg. <laughs> it's made to prevent Greg. robots from joining. <laughs> I can't get on. I mean, just... <laughs> For days people have been like, "Sean, you're you're always cutting Greg off in the episodes and all this kind of stuff." And where's Greg's like, "Greg
1: doesn't love you." <laughs> I do love my fans. Greg, I do love my fans.
3: Greg has never Greg doesn't even You haven't even read these yes, emails. Some of them. Who's your favorite which is your favorite email?
1: Uh all the ones that are unread. <laughs> 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 I
3: like this one by unread.
1: <laughs> I am sorry. I'm just, I'm just not the best at keeping up with this stuff. Which is kind of, I don't know why. I just, you know.
3: Well, you, you said that you couldn't keep track of the emails because I monopolized the conversation with them. Now That's the not forum is open to a voice for everyone. I said.
1: I said that. Well, it's a paraphrasing. Well, you're, you're paraphrasing a lot. What I said was that it's hard to get into the conversation because the string has been going on for so long, and it's. I agree. Know, so it's.
0: And I agree with You're- that. A, a lot of the things you guys talk about are in-depth conversations. It's kind of ha- kind of hard to jump into the middle of. And I also
3: agree that this forum is a much easier way for all of us to communicate. So, so that's something. But now, th- but the forum has changed all of that. The forum has opened up the community. It's no longer I'm no I'm no longer like the central portal of these communications. Now they can talk to each other. It's like the natives are building tools. You know, it's awesome.
2: <laughs>
1: I listen to you talk about our fans that way.
0: And I want to thank everybody totally for, for chiming in on it. It's awesome.
3: Yeah, and for with very little plugging on our part, I'm amazed how many people have already found it and are getting involved. And that's really thanks to – really, it, Lynn was the one who pushed for the idea of our starting a forum because she's been listening to horror, et cetera, and she saw Medougal's forum for them. And then she sort of nudged me in that direction. And I have to confess, I was kind of jealous when I first saw
0: their forum. I was like, man – how do they get I want a forum how do they get a forum And then Madougal was was so so super awesome and kind enough to uh, make one for us
3: Well apparently here's how you give a here's how you get a forum you write Madougal and go how do I set up a forum and then he builds you a whole forum like I didn't even have the nerve to ask him to do it for us That's all volunteer on his part and he's done just an amazing job with it. He's just opened up all the doors for for the people to listen to the show to enjoy. You know the discussion of the show and each other. So many special and interesting people write into the show that it, it's sort of gratifying to me to see that there's sort of a community opened up where they can share ideas directly with each other. It's exciting.
0: It's kind of like a brain trust
3: yeah. that we've built here. Yeah, it's like a whole new world order going in right now in T- TV AMD. Be careful with new world order. That's Andrew's on board tonight, and that that's some yeah. serious stuff. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh my god. This is we won't talk about this tonight, but I was actually watching a documentary and I believe it was called New World Order and it was all about these guys who are nuts about the Bilderberg group and all that. Yep, know. Yep, good stuff. We'll have to we'll have to touch on that at some later point with Andrew because that really did strike my interest. That was the first time I'd heard of that. I was like, wow, another another secret organization that runs the world.
4: I'm like the defect you know, I wonder if they ever just now. get
3: together and fight what about the masons? The masons and the Knights Templar are they in the, on this too? Well, they're they're related. I mean, it's not like a, a separate entity. Oh wow! Is that sort of like how Atlantis was founded by Bigfoot? Yeah, exactly.
0: But I mean, didn't didn't the Knights Templar found the masons? Pretty directly
3: or something like that? According to National Treasure, yes.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: And the Bilderberger Group is uh, like a bunch of world leaders that get together and meet secretly once a year, I guess, at
3: the uh, Bilderberger
0: Hotel. That's why they call it the
3: Bilderberger oh, Group man. or whatever. And deciding the course the world will take according to this documentary. But uh, one thing I
0: will say is that we had heard a a coast-to-coast a while back that had an expert on the Bilderberger Group, a guy who claimed to have inside knowledge of it, and he claimed that his sources said that they had gotten together before the election, the United States election last year, and decided that Hillary Clinton would be the next president. In fact, she attended the meeting, and she was told by them that you will be the next president. We have decided it. We're going to make it happen. And I remember telling Andrew, well, if she ends up up becoming president then we'll know there's something to this because she was way behind in the polls at the time and then of course she didn't so that that tells you something i guess
3: they're these guys the the whole documentary is about these guys who follow this group around whenever they meet and just stand outside the place and basically yell at them (laughs) because because they're like we want why is there why is where's the press house there is no press house it's a private group it's a private group of super powerful people i'll give them that how many people in the Obama administration would actually have to die to, to for her to move up? Is there even a succession there? Like, is Secretary of State because it would become like like, I bet it's like it's, President, uh, I bet, Vice President, I bet then it it's single like Speaker of the House or something, mm-hmm. right? Actually, I, be, I
1: don't even think. Yeah, it'd have to go. No, it'd have to go a long way because um,
3: Secretary of
0: State.
1: It has to go. I, d- I don't know. Completely through the line of elected officials.
3: Yeah, it's got to be single digits. Is it only slightly fewer people than it would take for me to become president? Mm. Is that the line of I would think. I wouldn't been? think they
1: wouldn't. They would be picking anybody from the cabinet for a long time. Would have to go through the whole Congress, though. Yeah, I believe so.
3: Yeah, that's what I'm. I'm not sure of that.
0: Basically, my point was, uh, I, I don't think there's much credence to it. I mean, like, why do all these world leaders meet secretly? Well, but
3: either way, it sounds like those guys are full of crap. I do have an update for you on, on the White Owl front, not surprisingly. Well, if you had a bunch of weirdos ready to throw things at you, you'd meet in secret too. They're basically getting together to talk about how rich and awesome they are. I'm sure they're not talking about how to run the world. Why would they want to? It's like a
0: James Bond plot, though, isn't it? The Bilderberger Group, doesn't that sound like a James Bond villain
3: society? Well, it, it does sound like a James but The Bilderberg Group sounds much more – the Illuminati sounds nerdy and the Masons and the Knights Templar that all sounds like nerdy sci-fi crap but Bilderberg just sounds like a normal that sounds like the kind of guys that would fight James Bond I think they just get together and play golf (laughs) I (laughs) I think that would be the baddest ass (laughs) thing smoke cigars and drink <laughs> and they just look at the guys screaming at the building with binoculars like isn't it great that we're so friggin' rich? It's wonderful.
1: Actually, uh <laughs> I was wrong awesome. about that. The Secretary of State is fourth in the line of succession after the president. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, wow. I figured yeah. it was. Yeah. It. So president so who is, Vice is the President Speaker of the House the Vice President Who's the, the Speaker of the House the President pro temp, yeah. temp of the Senate and then Secretary of State. So okay. Biden and Pelosi uh yeah, Joe Biden, Nancy Pelosi, yeah. and Robert Byrd before Hillary.
3: So don't ever get those people all into the same building somebody, together.
1: Somebody dropped off.
3: Must have been Andrew. Okay. Right, no, I'm what still you? here. Oh, nope, we lost Brooks. Well, as long as he's still rolling.
0: Did you hear it drop off?
3: Yeah. Yeah. Do you uh, uh, do you not hear it? That's weird. Cause Greg Greg heard yes. it What did it do? He goes do scoop He goes bloop. bloop. No, I didn't hear that. <laughs>
4: I'm on a Mac, though, so it might be different. Interesting. (laughs) I'm on a Mac.
2: (laughs) Maybe maybe I don't
3: hear it because I'm on a gold plate and platinum Mac. (laughs) These (laughs) diamond-encrusted... I don't know what it's like to lose my (laughs) internet connection. I'm on a Mac. Actually, mine's horrible here. (laughs) I don't know, Greg. Oh, Lord. I don't know why we're having so much (laughs) trouble. It
1: wasn't me that
4: time. We got yeah, to, it wasn't man, We gotta stop time. talking about the Illuminati, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
3: That's what's really doing. Someone it. is speaking ill of us crooks may not be coming back.
4: About every time last the last episode when I we started talking about it, it mine would <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that is a buzzword, don't say that. Yeah. Someone said Bilderberg three times over the internet, <laughs> yeah. kill their connection. <laughs> that would be awesome.
4: Bilderberg. It sounds like what are <laughs> well, the things in Fraggle Rock called? The uh the dozer thing. What are they Do- called? That's a sounds like. Doozers. It sounds like something like one of their like the
3: Bilderberg does sound like a made up It sounds game. like their
4: metropolis.
3: Bilderberg. <laughs> it does it does sound like metropolis. It really does. Even the concept. Oh well, we'll give Brooks a minute to come back. But we actually did get some feedback from David on the white owl thing. Have you been have you been seeing that at all on the show, Greg? The
1: white owl thing. No.
4: Did, yeah, you, did yeah. you say you had that in a dream?
3: See, the under listens to the show. Yeah. I do listen to the You're show. Not We're a very where good is showing it all. Greg. I mean, I, uh... More than one episode, we've talked about the White Owl and, and its significance.
4: Well, they have been like, unloading a lot in the past. Well, weeks. I may be a yeah, little we've bit behind. we
1: have been throwing them out there. I, I've been, yeah. I'm listening to the one right now where you guys are talking about the Merlin program. I mean, that's. That's the most recent well, one, we right? You may
3: mention it there as well. well. I'm not
1: completely done with that well, one yet.
3: Well, we put that and two other episodes out on the same day. So we put the requel app out, and we put the quarantine mini out, and we put that out. Oh, so. okay. So we got three new well, episodes out
1: Well, right so now, now. I've I listened to the requel one.
3: Yeah. I remember thinking when I spent four hours cutting those episodes how much harder it was to just listen to them.
1: Hmm? Hmm? Huh? Never mind. <laughs> Man. Have you been uh, drinking a little on bit on the tonight? White Owl front? I think you might have. I think David you might imbibe a little of the ale stuff. before you get online.
3: <laughs> Perhaps imbibe.
1: <laughs> I do occasionally
3: imbibe. <laughs> but David wrote, and he had some comments. Everybody came up with some good stuff. Like I've, I found some research and Lynn sent me some stuff and, and a few other people sent. And a lot of it leaned towards the same thing that seeing a white owl, it could be a, a symbol for wisdom or prosperity, but more than likely it's it's just a portent of death. <laughs> In most cultures, an owl, specifically a white owl, is a, is a death bringer.
4: You're gonna die.
3: Yeah, it wasn't good at all. Luckily I saw it years and years ago, so it's not really paying off. But and you it's got, funny.
4: You and Brooks have some crazy dreams, man. I think I used to talk with Brooks about this all the time. And for some reason, all my dreams are I'm at the supermarket naked. <laughs> it's like no, I'm not <laughs> naked. But it's just like everybody I know and it, every night it's a mixture that shuffles around, but I'm I've doing got, normal I things. I have some
3: weird ones. Brooks has some some awesome weird ones. He has crazy. Like but i'm glad we started that thread and it's kind of funny because i started posting uh i started posting some of the quatrains that i was writing based on my dreams on my oh yeah i think they got a name for it. On the, i don't know who started coined the term but Nostra gilberto is <laughs> <laughs> it's sort of the, the thing on the on the forum now in the
4: funny game section
3: yeah this may be in general okay. discussion discussion
4: is we do have a nostradamus
3: game, game yeah. in under games where we try to apply nostradamus quatrains to ourselves but i think it may be in the weird dreams discussion in the general discussion where i started doing the quatrains well, we're gonna Some have to start a new thread. very clever <laughs> yeah, really. well th- this guy dave wrote in not uh, and started Oh, uh, uh, well, well david i was like you know, I'm still looking to see if Dave wrote anything or David. It's like the same guy. I don't know why they write me, they email me with their names and then they come up with these monikers on the forum and it takes me a while to realize it's, I just realized Dave B is David. Because <laughs> I'm a moron. I even knew that David's last name started with a B. But he came up with some, some interesting stuff That while well, he was... He was interpreting some of the quatrains, and it's funny because the quatrains are based on my actual "quote unquote" prophecy dreams, and that's why I wrote them. Because I want, you know, I want people to remember me as a prophet later on, like Nostradamus. So I'm putting them, you know, in quatrain format.
1: Oh,
3: okay. you need to, but, you need uh, to you need to paint a bunch of pictures of buildings burning. Oh no, I am going to kick his ass. All right, <laughs> my, mine are already way more on track. And David's going to help me out on this because some, some of his interpretations are already spot on. Like, I was like, oh, I didn't realize the dream could mean that. Like, he actually really – that symbolism could mean this. It's like, oh, crap. I, maybe I shouldn't be sharing
1: okay, this. Okay, I'm on the forum. <laughs> I,
3: well, careful you don't lose your internet connection. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. Wait, suck up the bandwidth. I can't. You're, you're just on DSL. I can't read
1: this blue on black,
3: though.
4: Yeah, it's a little tough.
3: It took me a while to feel out the I've never done forums. What's before, slow, It's so it a work in me progress. It's slowly getting there. And uh, and Madougal had to use his godlike powers to let me know what to do. Now
4: he's adding. Like, how do of, I
3: respond? It's, it's, he's like, Sean, use the quote button. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't figure that out forever. I was like, where is reply? <laughs> I know. And then it, he sent me a message, and it just shows up as like this big, huge font at the top of the screen. <laughs> use the quote button, Sean. I was like, holy God. <laughs> <laughs> McDougal has scary powers over the internet he's he's adding a bunch of cool stuff every day he's really he's really put a huge amount of work into it more way more than we asked of him and you know I'm glad I hope he's enjoying himself and he's definitely getting a t-shirt out of it <laughs> but but yeah he he's done and we're trying to mention I, hopefully we've mentioned that it's forum <laughs> dot, dot, tv 8 mydinnercom but if we have not, yeah. And did did you find it? Did Brooks put a link on the main page? Is that how you found yeah, it? Yeah,
1: to top of the page.
3: Okay, so we also have a link on the main page. I'll try to put a link on the Dark Crazy page. <laughs> although I don't think we have that many people to get to us through Dark Crazy. It's the soapbox. But David also had some thoughts on the white owl, which I thought were cool. Which one of he did mention that it was you know bringer of death, but he also said that that a white owl is a is a form a banshee can take. Really? And one of the other forms that banshees commonly take is that of an old crone. I thought, wow! Like how that's cool that the white owl could actually t- tie in to the crone. Yeah, that's so like I like it when the mythology starts to link together. It, does, it reminds me of the the Atlantis time to wake up. This is like, it's like the, that should be our goal to try to sort of get this into one cohesive idea. This
4: is like the in, end of the In Night Chalaman movie? All the, the circular <laughs> strings start going,
3: and you start seeing the yeah, flashbacks really. of all your dreams. Everything (laughs) means something (laughs) That's the best Swing away, Meryl Swing away (laughs) That's what I want I want more than anything A moment like that in my life And I I think 2012 is going to bring that for me I think when I see that That planet full of snake people Smashing into the earth I'll go, this is what my dreams meant It's the big owl It's like Watchmen It's like an owl spaceship The white owl spaceship comes (laughs) down yeah, that'd be awesome. The white owl lands, like the robot owl from Clash of the Titans.
4: All yeah. means something. That's right. That's a. It's all, it's all connected.
3: It's a robot owl too. I'll just be, I'll just be making like a sculpture of owl out of mashed potatoes. <laughs> yeah. Going, this means something. This is important. You know who else is my hero on the forum is uh, Stover and keeps – we started – I started a thread for coming up with fake buddy cop movies. His <laughs> crack me up. I'm going to see if I can pull up yeah, a couple of them because they are awesome. Let's see. <laughs> Here's one of Stovern's buddy cop movies that I thought was good. Smash Face and Panty Boy a punch-drunk alcoholic cop with a nervous disorder that causes him to involuntarily punch passers-by in the face, who teams up with a petty criminal who has delusions of grandeur but is actually a part-time pickle salesman with a habit of stealing ladies' underwear.
4: Starring Adam Sandler. (laughs) Starring Adam Sandler (laughs) and uh... Rob
3: Schneider. (laughs) That is funny. Lynn wanted to do one called Captain Awesome and the disappointed sidekick. Which doesn't sound like a buddy cop movie, but it is an awesome name. Captain Awesome. So I suggested we do one called Maximus and Lackluster. <laughs> which is two cops from opposite ends of the specter and the rock could play Maximus and Rob Schneider could play Lackluster. <laughs> now that has gold written all over it, Hollywood. What's Stovern's other one? Pet legs and pasty face where a rookie cop whose left leg is actually a chihuahua with an attitude problem and right leg is a cat with a weak stomach teams up with a vegan lifelong member of PETA who is constantly berating him for placing bets on the outcome of his battling legs. <laughs> He's the king of the buddy cop movie names. And This guy's a machine. I know, he's like, he's already come up with more than we have, I'm trying to keep up with him, but he really, he has the formula like like crazy, he's like a buddy cop robot, he knows exactly, let's see, Potty Mouth and the Penguin, a foul-mouthed rookie cop with a raging case of Tourette's teams up with a straight-laced devout nun, rest (laughs) assured that hilarity ensues as they work together to guard the local adult bookstore, brothel, and public library. (laughs) Here's another one of mine. Glad Hand and Pretty Boy, a private eye-turned-politician and his PR rep, who is also a Chippendales dancer. They work together to protect the taxpayer's interests and solve the occasional murder mystery.
4: You need to copyright these ideas.
3: Yeah, these are pure gold. <laughs> See, we're, doing, we're giving these to the world. If Hollywood wants to run, like, 18, 18 1800, how is that not awesome? <laughs> that is pretty awesome.
4: <laughs> That's got a catchy title right away. You connect exactly.
3: to it, And it's it's already dealing with an with a well known franchise. Yeah, you, you already have in an end right
4: from the beginning. So,
3: I love it. I think it's awesome. But now that that you folks at home, <laughs> what? I was looking at the top of the forum. I was talking to Madugal just a few minutes ago, and he was going to create. It was going to create a okay. countdown to see which comes first: the end of the world or Greg realizing we have a forum.
4: He <laughs> went through all that trouble to make that. I know that. <laughs> now you joined it. <laughs>
3: yeah. He made it like ten minutes ago. You should just keep it but up. There well, anyway. he, but to, I, no,
1: to I'm on there now. To I just the, now post posted. I'm on there. I'm in, I'm, I'm to in give the introduction you
3: your section. I'm the one that screwed that up, Madougal, because I told Greg we had a
1: forum. Well, I was looking for the forum. I just hadn't got it. You know,
3: didn't know it was officially Hold on. out there. Here's Greg. Brooks is back.
1: Hello. Okay. okay.
3: We should all be back now. Right. Hello.
1: No, I'm on the forum. Now I just now posted. I'm, I'm on there. So go ahead and.
3: Okay. That widget That's is awesome. Re- there. <laughs> you have to. You have. You have many. Have many supporters on the forum, so you have a responsibility of those people.
4: Okay. We should do that. We should. You should do some. A lot of countdowns the next big thing (laughs)
3: under the suggestion under the suggestions thread madougal actually said that we should dedicate five minutes to every episode where greg is able to mute me why have like greg's rants (laughs) to say what it because the the consensus seems to be that i cut you off a lot
1: (laughs) i don't feel that way i say my piece most of the time actually i was thinking about doing a spinoff podcast Called Starkey's Word and Edgewise, where I actually get to say my piece.
3: You just record all the things you would have yeah, said. This is what I would TV have said on
1: this week's episode of TV ate my dinner. Had you... Sean <laughs> asshole allowed me to talk,
4: you just mute your mic to us and just start saying it <laughs> while Sean is talking. It's like he's talking about this round, but I really don't care. <laughs> <laughs> like he thinks he's so smart talking all the time. <laughs>
1: See there, you have all kinds of options. I've known him for a long. I've, you know, he's vomited in the back of my car. I've known him for years. I can tell you, it's full of crap. (laughs) You don't have to know me
3: for years (laughs) for that to happen. I've vomited in front of people I don't even know. That's an icebreaker. (laughs)
2: Icebreaker.
3: (laughs) (laughs) What a miss. Oh man. Well, it certainly is an attention (laughs) grabber.
1: Uh, You missed uh, Sean projectile vomiting.
3: All right. <laughs> pretty I'm nice. sorry I dropped out. Are we, good, The good thing about having four people on board is if someone drops out, at least at least the conversation can continue. We were just discussing the forum and its various merits and some of the things people had written in. And I was talking about how stupid I am that I didn't realize that Dave B. on the forum is certainly David. <laughs> Because he's like, he told me he's posted a couple of things, but I haven't seen him. It's like, you've responded to him. You it's a common wrong. name. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I get really thrown off. Gretchen kept coming on as Gretel. I'm like, is this the same person? Or is this Hansel's friend? <laughs> Hansel, he's so hot right now.
4: All right. So, do, so most of these members in the forum, are they most of the people that email you guys?
3: I think almost everyone now that has regularly emailed us, we do have some people that come in every now and then who have not emailed in. And we have some, and, and we do have several people who've come in. Like it's the, it's been a growing list of people. Like, so there are a few people lately who have started emailing the show that aren't on the forum yet, but we only just started promoting the forum too. I'm, I'm really impressed by how these people got on board with the forum so quickly.
0: Well, if we're done with forum talk, let me give you guys a recommendation. This is something I know Andrew can back me up on. Um, for Let's those of you out there that have Xboxes, so this excludes Mister Gilberto, of course. That's true. Um but this is totally up your alley, Gilberto. So I'm, I, you, you need to get on board with yeah, this if you can. We talk about this. Left for Dead is a zombie shooting, first-person shooter. Oh, yeah, it's It's awesome. Oh, it's beyond awesome. It's really so fun. It this follows might be, so many cool zombie, you know, conventions, and the scenery and stuff is is just right out of every zombie movie you've seen. Is team do that. play?
3: Four people at a time. Yeah, it's team play. On, is it as broad an engine as like? Can you cover like the whole city?
4: Well, it's like, different like movies. Enough. It's broken up. Sorta four right now. But they, yeah,
0: but but there's like a part where you're in um fighting in a hospital and, and you wouldn't believe how elaborate the hospital is i mean it's not just you know like a hallway that you can't go in it you can go in every room every bathroom every office part of and it's so it, it's it feels really big and real when you're in it and so it's really not free form the way like grand theft auto is where you can just go anywhere it does kind of guide you down certain but streets but you can go stuff, anywhere but where
4: there's one path
0: yeah, there's only one place where you're supposed to end up, but you can explore pretty freely, and it's it's got tons of detail in and each it, room, just like and books and coffee cups and and are the the awesome. And
4: they do the weird things with the zombies. There's just so many creepy things because there's a lot of them come at you and everything. That's neat, but sometimes you go into a room and you just have your flashlights. You're flashing around, and then there's one in the corner is bashing his head on the wall, and they all freak yeah. out and they're like, "Whoa!"
3: And they See, attack that each sounds, other. There's that they, they awesome, eat each man. other and stuff. This and is what I've been saying that you should do for years. When those commercials came out, it's like I wonder if this is any good. Yeah, it's solid.
4: It's awesome.
3: Oh, that may be the thing that tips it. I may actually get, get an Xbox. That's what I was no.
4: telling Brooks. This might be your gateway game.
3: <laughs> I'm telling <laughs> you, Grand Theft Auto got me to get a PlayStation. That be Left for Dead that gets me to get this. Because then they it's, have it's then they scary, have a, but it's it's
0: also just fun action. So then they have it's a, kind of a mix.
4: Yeah, then they have a survival mode, which is basically. You can do the game, the campaigns, but then after you're done with that, you can play them over again, and that's fun. But they have a survival mode where it's parts of, from the game, and you're just supposed to survive, and it starts doing a counter. And you have to even set up traps and gas cans and propane tanks to blow up and stuff. And you're like, go. You hit a switch, and they just all start coming. And you have to, Brooks and I usually get about three minutes. <laughs>
0: yeah.
3: It's that, tough. Sounds, that sounds awesome. This sounds like the game for me. This, that may do
0: it. I just enjoy, as a zombie fan, I enjoy the conventions that they really put a lot of effort. They have the farmhouse from, like, you know, the first Night of Living Dead, where you're holding up in the farmhouse trying to hold out, and all the windows are boarded up with, you know, wooden planks and stuff. They've got the uh, hospital you know obligatory hospital they've got this, the tunnel with all the crashed cars like from church. 28 days later they've got the church they've got you know anything you've seen in a zombie movie we haven't come across a shopping mall we've yet. only done
4: two but, though so far yeah two
0: boards, but so.
3: well that's cool
0: it's just neat that they they really obviously are fans of the genre well according so it's not just like uh some of those other games where you shoot there are other games and where they're, you shoot they're, zombies, not, they're, the, but they're not they're not
4: the 28 me. days 28 weeks later Oh, yeah, they're, they're definitely really fast. rushing they're they're at They're coming you. at you and swerving and stuff they're like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, see, that sounds horrible.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That scares awful. me to
4: death. And well, then they have and special zombies. they have some like,
0: super monsters, like Resident Evil-style, big, crazy, hard-to-kill yeah. things.
4: They grab you with their tongues. <laughs> <laughs> it's it so, anyway.
0: cool, But... But it, I after and I wrote about this on the forum. After I played it the first night I played it, I had like these elaborate zombie dreams all night See, long. See, that's why I don't yeah, play.
1: So I can't stand that crap. Yeah, but,
3: well they did. Oh, elaborate
0: I have dreams are awesome high.
3: though. There
0: was I a enjoy cool having that
3: kind of, those kind of dreams. I think they're interesting. It's like watching a movie in my head. You should hook up with Gretchen on the forum, Greg, because Gretchen sounds like she's right up your alley as far as uh, – I don't mean hook up because she's like a married lady. I just mean <laughs> like she seems to be of the same mind as you. She <laughs> doesn't, she's not the thread.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> but she said she's not down with the horror movies either.
1: Mm-mm.
3: So she sounds like she likes the same kind of stuff.
1: Well, that's cool. See? Not everybody in the world likes horror cool. movies. Lynn says, I never talked to her, so I can't give, so she can't give me anything. I'm not sure what that means.
3: I don't think you're reading that right. Well, I'm, <laughs> we, need, we need
1: to talk about the birds and the bees. <laughs> I'm sure it's in the context of something. I'm pretty I just, sure that's just, not just, what uh, she's talking about. I did a, uh, just like a search for the word Greg, and I'm reading all the little...
3: So. oh yeah, yeah see, we see what, the forum <laughs> yeah say we see what's important to him <laughs> He's looking for all the times that I've, I've ripped him a new one on the forum well yeah um, i see yeah, where
1: you're, you're criticizing my eyes and, and you knows and all that kind of stuff jack
3: yeah that's right yes
0: i saw transporter 3 a couple of days ago <laughs> and um you didn't wait for me you know i'm a fan of the transporter series i will go mm-hmm. ahead and say that you i like enjoyed this movies one
3: and you like gay things Man, I was laughing the whole
0: time. I was laughing the whole time because I was telling Melissa, I was like, man, if Sean were here. (laughs) so many times that dude takes his shirt off. In fact, there's a part where the girl and it makes him do a strip tease. (laughs) It's like,
3: like, oh, Sean would be eating this up. There are no gayer movies than the Transporter (laughs) movies. It's a phenomenon. To oh, me, yeah. that could, I enjoy like, them though. This one was a
0: lot of fun. I thought it was a lot better than part two. It wasn't, you know, the same awesomeness as part one is. To me. But <laughs> I like
3: part one, just because he's oil wrestling the guys naked and then he goes under the the water with the guy and starts kissing yeah. him to steal his air or something. It's like there's <laughs> a there's an ulf, there's an ulterior motive to this film. It's in the director's this, cut. We should not be watching this. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so I recommend part three
0: if you guys enjoyed part one. Part two, <laughs> I thought was just atrocious. It, it didn't even make sense. He wasn't a transporter anymore; almost, he was just like yeah. a chauffeur for it some rich kid. I mean, what, whatever. But
3: seemed like there was no gayness in it at all. Yeah, he hardly took his shirt off at all. <laughs> I mean, if so I get the transporter movie,
0: I want to see some. I want to see some
3: buff dude. You know, that's the whole <laughs> really? reason I'm watching this. I get my price
4: of admission here. <laughs>
3: Oh, I have a, did I mention to you that I saw the mist
0: after you yeah, guys were talking you, this you, movie up? You said it, but not on the show. Oh, so yeah, I told yeah, you should,
3: when I was watching it that yeah. what a piece of crap I thought that movie was. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's sufficient to say I don't,
4: I don't, I think it's I think the I enjoyed they, it. I think it's cool. The things are cool in that.
3: Oh yeah. Visually and the but concept the po- is cool, but I'm so tired of Stephen King archetype characters, you know. In a Stephen King something, if Crazy a guy religious. looks like a big redneck idiot, there's not gonna be any depth. He's gonna be a big stupid redneck idiot. Yeah, well you know, I if, mean, that's the you, if you're religious the film, in a Stephen no King story, then you are gonna turn out to be a raging psycho. You know, there's no, and I if you there's have there's any no affinity that. towards the arts whatsoever, then you are a genius and a hero. Yep,
2: yeah, if you're If you are
3: slightly creative, then you are way smarter than every stupid yeah. hayseed in the room, and if you, write you are a technical hero. manuals. You know, you're better than everyone
0: else. In the yeah,
3: and you're way no, more qualified there's no to talk about that, that. That's true. I, But I enjoyed the,
0: the concept so much, and the the, con- and I thought it was presented in a pretty well. You know, com- for Stephen King movies, modern Stephen King movies, it was presented in a pretty. Believable in well, way, it's just Frank visually Frank so.
3: he should have done what much better with that idea.
4: I don't think it was. I don't think everything was some of the plot issues that were a problem. Well, he, that, it had that the same thing, thing of was most a Stephen idea. King thing, where the, it's a cool plot. It's a, less Stephen King's great as like a concept. Like this is good awesome. This is He's amazing. This ideas. is amazing. And then you go. They're getting to about twenty minutes left in the like in the story, and then they have to have one guy that explains the whole plot like mm-hmm. the, the, the soldiers and that they're like well we were doing yeah. some experiments a and, lot
3: of exposition and, and there I was like, oh, well not on. just that you have to have a smart character to explain for all the retards because that's, that's his min- mindset he believes you know that you get the impression that he personally thinks he's smarter and therefore has to explain it because the ending ruins that movie not just because oh, of yeah. it's bleakness and not just the part where you know the soldiers come up at the end or whatever but just the whole concept that it's because it's unbelievable. Well, the idea the that, that you're trying to keep your kid alive, that you would actually resort to like, killing your child. Well, my biggest problem them like, yeah, my biggest by problem spiders like, or something.
4: My biggest problem with that is that they get all these groceries. They go, they go through all that trouble to get all these things. And they go in the car. And they, they, they must have been driving only for like two hours, three hours. For yeah, kind they of never car. realized. Runs out of gas, and they stop the car. And then they kill themselves.
3: This I'm is like, like, yeah, if you're going to shoot yourself for? in the head because you don't have gas, what do you think the
4: gas <laughs> it's Like, why don't you just if, wait for a while? Like, maybe have a snack and just sit it, on
0: it for a second. Or but just, did take, it, I don't just remember. take a did gas it,
3: can and run to gas
0: did station. Did it show that them trying to get gas or anything? I don't remember I don't if they went so. to a gas
3: station and it was dry like they or something. Acted, I can't like remember. They didn't even, to me, what made a better ending to that movie and would have been better is they get to a point where they're driving out and suddenly there's this just gigantic what the hell is that thing walking over the car and they have this look on their faces like the whole world is over. And that to me is a much more poignant ending because you really do see, it's like this isn't a couple of weird little things, this is like something that big came through, which means A, the dimension that they're coming out of supports things that big and B the hole between the dimensions is big enough for them to get through like that to me, if, if they had shown nothing else and you saw them driving off into the mist with that kind of batty on the way, that would have been sufficient to show you just the desolation, but where they like they shoot in each other in the car. I don't believe that for a
1: second. I, also, me, I didn't
0: understand and we shouldn't dwell on this too much. It's not that good of a movie, but I didn't understand the, um, never seen it. How it is that at the end the good. soldiers are just walking and the fog just dissipates. They, they never just explain Just because it.
3: they show up, just because they're such a damn heroes. It's like, wait a minute. Around. What because happened? The Where'd twist. the fog go?
4: What a twist. Because yeah. it's a twist. That, the, that's the say, idea
3: that the soldiers showing up makes everything better is well, a twist. So well, this it is, has to be definitively ma- better.
4: Yeah, it's just a masturbatory twist, though, for the writer, though. It's just like the end of the village or one of those things. It's mm, a twist.
0: the but book no, or the story doesn't end that way. That was something that the movie did. Differently, yeah. the the story the just ends with you them dying or whatever.
3: Nothing. Did did they shoot themselves in the original story too? I think so. That's dumb too. The transporter
0: would have, you know, he'd have, he wouldn't have died like that. He wouldn't have gone out like that. I like how there's that new sequel to the Crank movie or whatever. And I've got to watch these crank Even though movies, he fell out look, of a helicopter or a plane or whatever crank it was, movies he didn't die. Ridiculous. Yeah.
4: Where
3: someone steals his heart in the second one. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. And this
4: one. This one, he has to just keep charging, like, <laughs> e- electrocuting himself every <laughs> to keep going. It's just of weird and look like how grateful. that
1: can happen to the same guy twice. <laughs>
0: the first one had almost a plausible kind of action setup. And this is like you know, the where he one. He injected with some Stuff That would have killed him. The only thing that was keeping him alive was was adrenaline. The only thing keeping the poison from killing him. So he constantly had to do these crazy things to keep his adrenaline up. So that's kind of a neat t- idea. This but someone to, has to take that the next heart. step and make a sequel where some other weirdness yeah. happens and he has to electrocute himself. We must I mean, salute that. I Well, I'm all for it because to me, it's just stupid fun anyway. I mean, I don't care about the plot in these action movies. I just want to see some cool action stuff. That's why I like Transporter. I mean, it's ridiculous. But, you know, the, the the second Transporter had stuff where he was, like, flipping the car around and knocking a, a tiny little switch with the car somehow. This stuff that was completely over the top. This one isn't like that. It's a lot more gritty and real with the car action.
4: That's, well, I they said say. the second one is the opposite, though. That's what the problem with all these second movies. They, yeah. They Luc Besson wrote it.
0: it. And the guy that directed it, I don't know how you pronounce his name. He's French. But it's spelled Megaton. Like a M-E-G-A-T-O-N, awesome. Megaton. I was like, that's an awesome name. Directed <laughs> uh, well, by that. Megaton. Yeah. That sounds <laughs> awesome.
1: Dick Megaton. Dick Megaton.
3: <laughs> Dick
0: <laughs> Megaton. That's Dick a good Megaton.
1: one.
3: <laughs> um, jo- uh, Johnny wrote us. Johnny is not on the forum. He's a new writer. But uh, he wrote us and had some feedback on the Horror Moments episode saying that we made a couple of errors. Oh. Oh no. What? Yeah, I don't believe so. So, moving right <laughs> I right must on, must disagree, Johnny. Not got retractions. <laughs> yeah. Well, I I would say some of these are clarifications and not outright corrections, but I can't remember what all we said. We were talking about uh, we were talking about Dawn of the Dead, and we said it was the same guy who did it, who did Slither. You which, said that. I remember that because I didn't know that. Well, Zach it's,
4: Snyder did Dawn of the Dead.
3: Yeah, but I was talking about James Gunn who wrote Dawn of the Dead. Oh, okay. I didn't I did not mean to suggest Oh, that yeah, he that's it. the guy that's married to
0: the girl in the office, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I got it. I didn't
3: you. I didn't yeah. clarify it when we did the show, but I didn't mean to to imply that uh, that that James Gunn had directed it. I didn't know it was Zack Snyder who directed it though, so that was a good a good tip. I think that was his first movie. The first one he directed? Yeah. Well, that's a great movie. I mean, he's done an excellent job on all the movies he's worked on. He makes snappy movies. And that one doesn't have any, like, sweaty muscle men in it. So maybe that dispels our earlier wonder- wondering if he just likes to watch men in tights. Well, it is all about a mall, right? You know
0: what? That dude needs yeah. to get on the transporter thing. That's what needs to happen. Yeah, exactly. Oh. He needs to start making transporter movies. Jason
3: Statham can start karateing people with, with his junk. He never takes <laughs> his pants just off. Swinging it like nunchucks. <laughs> so he doesn't fit into your junk, you know. I didn't say it was junk. I just said that it was That's, yay. I think it's more like absploitation. It's exploitation. Yeah. Pexploitation. <laughs> <laughs> also, he it also wanted us to know that out. Wolf Creek is based on an actual true story, apparently. The back... Pet Killer, Ivan, well, Robert, Marco, I just can't Marco, buy that the, the car, I
0: mean, that can't be true. That there was like a warehouse full of cars and she gets into one to hide
3: and he's well, I'm in the, sure back seat. The, the, the that part. I'm sure the... That if specifics, that's true, I give it's, up. It's like a perfect I'm storm. I'm sure no one can know the specifics. Alright, well, I'll but buy the, that then. He made those comments and I thought it was worth mentioning. that. I will accept
0: that it's true on the, the, yeah, the setup, sure. I mean, there's no reason there couldn't have been a hitchhiking kids out in the desert and some crazy got a hold of them. I'll buy that.
3: Okay, so do we have an actual topic we're going into tonight? I wanted
0: to talk about the <laughs> 27 Club for since we have Andrew with us. Um, it won't take that long. There's not a whole lot to it, but it's a neat, a strange phenomenon. And Andrew is 27, so that, that kind of makes it a little more fun for him. He, he only has a few more months to live apparently
4: then, yeah. dead eight months to figure out the funny thing is i thought it was 26 forever <laughs> and then when i turned 27 i was like thank god <laughs> and then i looked it up online and it's 27
0: so what it is is and this is a <laughs> lot of people i've heard of this um an unusual number of of rock stars have died at early ages of course Just and a lot they of they them well, musicians, yeah, and and not just musicians, but people in the arts. But a lot of them, coincidentally, have died at the age of twenty-seven. It's kind of weird how that happens. It keeps happening, and um. No,
1: well, not really. Do you, I could kind of see no, how but, statistically well, that thing, might be how that would happen.
0: Yeah, but why not? The same number haven't died at twenty-six or twenty-five weird, or twenty-eight. Well,
4: the weird thing about this is that it's they're some iconic people.
0: Yeah, like, it's not. We're not talking small names here.
4: Like you have Jimi Hendrix, Janis Joplin, drugs, drugs, Jim Morrison, Kurt Cobain. Well, oh, they're all drugs, but not well, all. Well,
1: that's kind of my point was that you know these guys live yeah, pretty wild well, lives, and they, you know, and they over they overdo it.
0: That uh, just happens to be the or year maybe the Bilderberg aged.
3: people want you to think it's drugs. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Some of these, you might wonder, like Cobain, I I wouldn't even doubt too too much. I mean, I don't want to know. I don't know, but I wouldn't doubt that maybe he was somewhere aware of this twenty seven thing, and he said, "Well, if I'm going to kill myself, I can become part of this legend." To the face.
3: So you're not and, buying into the alternate uh, theory that he was actually murdered. You know,
0: there's some interesting stuff about that. I'm not buying into that theory, but it Isn't is an there interesting a, a documentary about theory. that. Yeah, I think there is. Yeah, there's there's a lot of stuff online about that. That is an interesting conspiracy and there's there's some
4: there's more rock and roll conspiracies like that
0: but you know Robert Johnson this is what's cool Robert Johnson died at 27 who infamously made a deal with the devil back in the 30s yeah so maybe there's
3: a connection there that's not true because John Travolta has been alive forever (laughs) (laughs) I think he is the devil though (laughs) that's a slight difference he's got that new movie coming out and I just can't even stand to watch the commercial
0: the Lynn might have heard of this guy, it's an Australian idol contestant, Levi Karemia, something like that. He um fell from a window last just last year. And it's a suspected suicide, but he was twenty
4: seven. Yeah. yeah, even if you look up they have a link another link that says Musicians Who Died Young and they're just spread out everywhere in twenty one. There's just a huge clump of them at twenty seven, like almost a disproportional
0: clump. What
1: about his buddy Holly, was he twenty seven when he died? Was uh,
0: it's not him on him. the list, so I guess not. Um, I guess not. But that Basque, Basquiat, I don't know how do, you, how do you pronounce that. Basquiat. I saw that you movie. Know the, yeah, he was a 27 when he died. Um, this girl for the Gits, Mia Zapata, she was a singer for the band The Gits. I saw a show just the other day about that on one of those true crime things. It didn't mention the 27 thing, but this was actual. She was murdered, and it was an actual show that I saw about the, you know, one of those. They found the evidence. Kind of shows.
4: Hmm. Brian I Jones, like Rolling Stones founder, and guitarist. You know,
0: remember when that girl that was the bassist for Hole died? She was 27. The uh get the bassist for Uriah Heep died. The bassist for the Stooges. A lot of bassists on here. I better yeah. good thing I'm old,
1: right? <laughs> that guy Andrew, <laughs> the lead singer of <laughs> Bell's Wake, he's 27. Yeah, that's what that's going to well, be. Well,
4: looking through this, you're like, well one of the
0: founding thing. members of the grateful yeah, dead really. died at 27 uh the leader of bad Finger, which is a pretty cool band that only had one hit really but the first band that that the beatles signed to their little label he died one of the drifters. At 27 the vocalist really? for the drifters died at 27
4: like i was saying most of these look you read through them it's like well that's avoidable heroin one of them, of them
3: one of them. Jumped Leslie into Harvey. polar bear tank.
4: <laughs> it says electrocuted by live mic.
1: Oh, yeah. really? I mean, some skinny. of these are like yikes. <laughs> well, if you gotta go, man. That's a rock star way to go.
3: <laughs> yeah. What's funny the is I know a guy that got electrocuted by live mic, but it didn't kill him.
0: Oh yikes. That still happens? Oh man, man, I'm not this doing this band <laughs> stuff anymore.
4: How did it happen? I
0: don't
3: What's know. What's sad that, socially that, on here with this guy that, it could have been anything? There's, um, He's in the
4: bathtub. With the yeah, there's a number of rappers on here. You
0: know, because they have on Wikipedia, they have an article about this. They have Cause of death. There's a number of rappers. Every rapper, shot, shot. <laughs> so it's kind of sad. Yeah. I mean, there's all the Brock guys yeah. are like car Left crash, gangland, thug drug lifestyle. air overdues,
1: Unfortunately, And they're died the, young. shot, period, uh, shot. Period. Uh, Essentially, period. I mean, you, you're you not a gang member, right, Andrew?
4: No. Okay.
1: And you don't but do drugs, right? He is in a band. <laughs> No. So you're probably okay. Well, there's, there's the car
4: wreck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You don't do, can't do any shows this year. <laughs> well, just make sure
1: all Some your equipment's these, like, properly f- grounded and you're okay. <laughs>
0: and the fell from rent. window. You know, that could happen to anybody, Andrew. Yeah. yeah. I'm just happen. saying.
4: In the middle this of ragtime show.
0: musician died from neurosyphilitic sclerosis. I don't know oh, what that yeah. means. I can barely pronounce it. Well, that happens This all guy, time. original member of Spanky and our gang, died from carbon monoxide poisoning from a faulty space heater.
4: The so, D. Boone, a guitarist of the Minutemen, he's lying yeah. down in the back of a van as veered off-road. He was ejected from the vehicle and broke his neck. Ejected
3: from the... Now you die, Mr. Bond. Linda Jones. That's uh, the Bilderbergs Linda again. Linda Jones,
0: an RB singer, had a diabetic coma. Gastrointen- gastrointestinal hemorrhage associated with alcoholism. That's the Grateful Dead guy. So yeah, bad,
3: bad bad stuff. I'm just I'm, saying. See, two I'm people just have saying. already responded to you, your introduction on the on the forum. Right? Oh
1: yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, Lynn is happy to see you. A couple of close ones that are dead <laughs> guys. Um, says his first, last, and only post probably. <laughs>
1: Well, I'll just I'll Nick take Drake care of that was right 26. now. <laughs> you, Mister Stucky. Yeah,
3: really. Suck it, Medougal. That's what I'm gonna write. <laughs> Actually,
0: 26. You might be right about this, um, Greg, because there's a bunch of 26 that are big, big timers. Otis Redding was 26. Nick Drake was 26. Hillel Slovak, the first guitarist for Chili Peppers, he was 26. Couple twenty eights too. Um, Tim Buckley, Tupac, Shannon Hoon, the guy from Blind Melon, and the guy from Sublime was twenty eight. Tupac was twenty five. Uh, you know, Notorious B.I.G. was only twenty four. I seem to think I always thought he was older than that. It's pretty wild that he's that young. Cliff Burton was twenty four. Buddy Holly was only twenty two. Wow. Randy Rhodes was twenty five. A bunch of people in their twenties. Doesn't pay to be a musician. Richie Valens was only seventeen. Oh no. Well, so anyway, never I'm mind, guys. Play video games for a year. <laughs> yeah. Stevie Ray Vaughan was my age. That's I just cool. turned thirty-five just now. No, Stevie Ray Vaughan was thirty-five. Problem. He died, well, he died in a helicopter crash. Wow. So. so, well, so never was, mind. <laughs> of course, I've drunk. also never been on a helicopter. So, well, try if you're flying, a, wrong, a you're helicopter, drunk. avoid <laughs> flying. a helicopter could fall on me, I mean that's possible. We should
3: probably come up with Rockstar survival rules. Yeah, apparently, man. Car accident and plane
1: crashes. They do you know a lot of traveling. Die from choking so, on their
3: you vomit while passed out. That's my greatest fear. Forget everything else. I just don't want to go out that way.
1: I wrote, "Suck it, muddy."
3: <laughs> Suck it, muddy. <laughs> Elvis is the only one that has that's listed as
0: heart attack. Everyone else is some kind of craziness. This Richard, this
4: guy from the Street Preachers, Manic Street Preachers. He just disappeared, officially presumed dead <laughs> in two thousand eight. Yeah.
3: How maybe awesome he was just laying scene? low. I'll come back out when I'm 28.
4: Or maybe he retreated not. to his compound, man.
3: <laughs> so
0: I guess there's not a whole lot to talk about there. But I thought that was neat.
4: It's worth a mention. Well, but,
3: but Madugo reworked the introductions thread on here, and the, my only regret about that was I had included there was some talk about what a shub was, and I had included the links so, to educate these people. As to the origins of their shubness.
0: okay, why well, don't you just tell us real quick because I'm not yeah. entirely I saw that, but I don't remember what a shove is. It's something to do with um, It's
3: ghostbusters
0: ghostbusters, but i I didn't get because the video thing
3: wouldn't work at my when I was at work or whatever. What is it? then? It wasn't a video, was it? It was just well I, I the link that the I link put on there was just to me. a geek site that was talking about like the the Vince Clortho character, the Lewis Holly. Rick Moranis' character in Ghost, Ghostbusters, it's just a line that he says and it's a really funny one cuz he's just talking about all the forms of gozer. He's like he came out as a great and mighty slore. Hell, oh, that's like, just right. these ridiculous yeah. words because <laughs> <laughs> <comes> any yeah. <laughs> shubs and zools knew what it was to be roasted in the depths of the slor that day, I can tell you. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's just a great uh, this whole you can tell that that's that's Dan Aykroyd at his writing best, just these ridiculous moments. But that's Shubs and Zulus are part of the. We ranking should have level. added
0: Metal Kings
3: to the top of the list. Man, don't like give that man. man we something. have given Madougal so much trouble. Apparently, so many people were independently giving him suggestions for these ranking levels, including people on the forum. One day he just sent an email out and said, this is it. This is the list. I was like, man, what happened? <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't blame him for that. Because it can, it can get out of hand pretty alone. quick. Yeah, he's, we got it. That's, that's what you know. he's good at. He's like, We got to have somebody that just does the thing. We don't know what we're talking about.
0: Well, that's what moderators are for. They're the, they're the judge, recently. jury, and executioner. You know, he gets to do that awesome thing. Is like, you know, you, you can't break the law. But I am the law. He gets to do that. <laughs>
3: I <laughs>
2: am <And, laughs> okay. yeah.
3: the Lord. and in fact, he must do it that way. <laughs> he should put that as his quote. <laughs> I am the law. Well, who is it on South Park where you just go "I'm above <laughs> <laughs> <Just> the law"? <laughs> you disrespect my
2: authority.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: those are two things that he should always use.
1: I like this mute button selection. So, suggestion.
3: Oh, now you're on board with the mute button. You said you, you said earlier that you didn't think that was no, necessary. I'm,
1: I'm, no, I'm, I think I like the mute button now.
3: I'll give you five minutes right now. Do it. I'll give you five minutes to say whatever you want. Hold on. Let me check and see when the clock starts. No, wait
1: a minute. No, no. no. <laughs> you know, not take a minute
3: to to the day. bathroom for five minutes. No, 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 no! Give the fans what they want, Greg. Unplug, <laughs> Greg, 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 Greg. I'll give you one minute to prepare, and speech, then five minutes. Speech,
1: of speech, people. No, 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 no,
3: Uninterrupted, no. unedited.
1: Well, <laughs> no, you know what? I don't want to like, Since you know. we
3: don't apparently have a
0: subject, <laughs> I'd like to have like a selected can just, I I just
1: mute you from here. You know, just yeah.
0: Well, you can. You know <laughs> what you should do, Greg. You you, <laughs> you can do what me and me and um. Sean do, you can edit the show. Because when you edit the show, you can mute anybody you want.
1: Yeah, but I don't know. I got these two guys. People don't think so, but
0: I actually cut a lot of myself out when I do edit. Oh, I believe it. It's hard not to. (laughs) (laughs) I want to discuss something super quick uh, because me and Andrew didn't get to do our Star Trek review because we weren't available the night you guys were doing the show. But we did go see it with Greg. Mm Mm-hmm. And um I just wanted to say that I enjoyed it and um I listened to your Star Trek show. I thought it was fun.
4: I haven't listened to the Star Trek one yet.
0: It's pretty good. It's pretty good. I also listened to the Horror Etc. one Star Trek one. It was really interesting. They those guys are they're pretty sharp. They're raising the standard. We gotta we gotta buck up a oh, little bit. Maybe I, I should listen start to listen listening that. to that show. they're really good. I mean most podcasts I can't sit through. But these guys, actually, I found them to be pretty knowledgeable, and um, we have so they sound many like kind of guys that we could we have, have so a, many you know, connections with
3: people between us and them. We should really reach out to those guys and see if we could like promo each other or something.
0: You should totally listen to that Star Trek episode because regularly they would talk about horror stuff, and but the Star Trek one, you could tell they're real fans of the show. They know as much as Greg does about this stuff, and it's it's it it's it's fun to listen to. But I enjoyed the movie. Um, I'm trying to think if there was anything about it I didn't like. Did I didn't you? like the Beastie Boys song i felt that was completely with the unnecessary. nokia product placement yeah, apparently nokia yeah. like that. Yeah. that really really bothered me actually cute. because
1: yeah. but,
0: it think, did, but, but it didn't but sense it was so I was unnecessary telling him, yeah i didn't mind the Nokia. You're telling me hundreds of years in the future nokia has the same logo and everything they have the nokia
1: now. product placement uh, i the uh, the bc boy song though i thought was a little weird because kind of like if you think about it you know that makes that's like him
0: listening to Mozart. Right, or like something. I mean, it's like him listening literally to hundreds music of years. From rock now. and
1: roll has not evolved in three hundred years. You know? Well, I would mean, you, you I don't know. A don't you think classic?
3: But don't you <laughs> think that Beastie classic boy. rock and and this is an interesting topic of conversation? I think because don't you think that rock and roll will stand the test of time? But like not necessarily Beastie Boys. But since we brought it up, would you think hundred years from now they might be listening to the Beastie Boys? Or will it I just be it's completely, completely I, to people? But,
0: you know, people don't listen to 50s rock that often now. I mean, we're aware of it. It's out there. But if you were driving – if you were a teenager stole a convertible that was also hundreds of years old and you're just tearing down the road with it, I don't think you'd be listening to well, Carl well, Perkins or something.
4: Well, maybe that was the CD that was in the car.
0: Yeah, if, from me, its yeah. original days.
1: <laughs> CD's been in the car for 300 years.
3: Well, see, but the, the thing is, too uh, – Right. As far as a matter of POV, was that the song that was supposed to be playing on the CD in the car, well, or is I hope that just a so, soundtrack not, song that it was completely unnecessary? Benefit.
0: I yeah. mean, if it wasn't supposed to be playing in the car, I'd find it re- even more obnoxious. It wasn't supposed to be playing
4: in the car because it faded out. It didn't. Just, yeah. that's true. Uh, I, I took that car. to be
0: a soundtrack decision, and I don't, don't well, really think about then it. I really don't like that then, because I feel that it will date of course you know it's a star trek movie they're all dated in their own way but
3: uh, i think that movie will be dated like all of them are by the nature of the action and special effects because this is a very movie for right now in the fact that you know the way the action scenes are shot and how over the top they are and how every how computer generated I don't think, you know, very very few movies come out that aren't going to be dated because people will look at that and go, man, that was back in like, you know, in, in that sort of 2000 to 2010, the CG explosion and all this ridiculous quick cut action with wire fighting that you can't follow and everything was on chroma key. You know, just like when you look at a movie from the 80s or the 90s, you know what you're looking at. I think this decade will be just as I thought as the dated. action was pretty good in the movie. I,
0: I, I kind of thought it was weird that every character, almost every character, was doing an impersonation of the original, except for Kirk, who wasn't in any way like the original. Like, why they made that decision, why the director didn't encourage the other guys to tone down the impersonation a little bit, like Chekhov especially, and
1: <laughs> we keep yeah, maybe or, or or actually a little
0: more like her. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> well, well, well yeah, plot, I mean, that makes he sense. sounded. I thought it was charming, funny. It, the accent didn't bother well, it, me, but my just me terribly the impersonation was, so was there. Mean,
3: just, you know, I don't know. I just, that just, same kid is playing Kyle Reese in this Terminator movie. So that would be interesting. I think he interesting was charming. Oh, yeah? I thought
0: he w- he did a good job. And I, the accent didn't even bother me so much. I thought it was funny. I'm just saying that
1: the the only one that I really had a problem with with that was um, was Carl Urban playing McCoy because yeah, McCoy, he, he was, he was, was, was a dead on impersonation. I mean, it, yeah, I loved him. And, and, well, I do too. I like I like the guy, but you, but you know, his, but his I really co- gotta McCoy say it's hard. The
3: these are hard shoes to
1: fill. I think in
3: the well, next th- movie we're going to see these guys stretch themselves.
4: Well, but, if you think about it too, also the third it makes sense with Kirk because literally his timeline was different in a way. It could be a different Well, a work, Yeah, that is actually that
3: true. His character, that he that has, has developed differently. Different than, that they is an interesting way in number. continuity to sort of explain it. How that Kirk is sort of not really existing in this timeline. And he had a different hair color and everything? Mm. I don't know.
4: Yeah, I mean, a traumatic birth. Yeah. That's what
3: happens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Your hair turns colors. That's right.
4: Oh, were you born in an emergency shuttle? I don't think so.
3: Yeah. a really? weird eyed alien chick? I know. They were That's right outside, midwife? like an exploding. I probably gave him some kind of birth defects. It I mean, was there was like, like an exploding nuclear radiation. core of a spaceship, like right outside while he was getting born.
4: He's a black hole for me. <laughs>
3: really? <laughs> He's probably that deformed. Is- that could have like, pulled God a few bless,
4: neurons
0: a few ways.
3: God bless <laughs> Star Trek and their time travel
0: stories. <laughs>
3: Hopefully this is the There's last so one because this is sort of the apex time travel story. Hopefully that is now retired because Greg is right. Time travel is sort of is a, is a cliche that needs to be retired
0: i thought it was fun in the star trek one that you guys did how you guys were like greg was talking about the comics and all the stuff that was going on behind the scenes like i never would yeah. i never would have known that to read i wish
3: <laughs> how elaborate that I, I find it interesting that the writer the screenwriters wrote that comic i would like to see their take on what if mr data and laforge were around? i was like oh god
1: yeah it, it kind of got a little uh weird with having the near the next generation characters involved in it it I, I, guess I don't they understand why they, they felt like they had to do that for why do that do they, generation do they have as to, well. Why do they have to inject the next-generation characters into everything? I don't understand it. I well, I'm, like, not a, I'm, I'm not a next-generation
3: kind of guy, but I can see yeah. as Trekkies, they were like, you know, we're basically rewriting the Star Trek universe. Maybe we should give them sort of a farewell note.
1: Well, and I think that was the they idea. Was the that they, they wanted to, to especially establish, I think, with the fans that, Everything that had happened you know, and on television and in the movies before mm-hmm. still including happened. the
3: next generation yeah. was actually part of this continuity. Yeah. I'm impressed by that. I'm I'm glad the next generation didn't find its way into this film, but but I'm impressed that, that they went that far with things. I'll read that comic.
0: I was glad that they gave you her a more of a strong character but i was disappointed i know it's going to sound weird lynn's going to give me a hard time about this i was disappointed that they felt the need to have her undressed during a scene and stuff I like that i have no problem with that sexier at all. up
3: i don't think I Lynn's going to have a problem with you saying I also that have no problem she's with actually like, she's actually had more she's been more against the uhura thing than than most people have I don't mean on that. I just
0: mean the basis that I'm all she's always giving me a hard time for saying that girls aren't pretty oh, and yeah. stuff like because that. Cuz you don't like
3: girls. And here I am saying I wish that she wouldn't be taking her clothes off and
4: liking the transporter.
3: Yeah, don't say you love the transporter and then say you don't want to see who <laughs> <Just> naked just <laughs> in, in the same in the trouble. but you know
0: truthfully episode. though it bothered me cuz yeah, she had a You're strong character. Well and I was yourself. like, thank you, know, thank you, finally giving her making her not just a person on the bridge but saying, look, but she's a smart person that too.
3: She was upset that, you know, Hura comes off as sort of the sexy one. But, you know, in the same scene where she's taking her shirt off, you you got Kirk naked, too so yeah the, there's but, sort of it's, an equal but that, time. there's issues. a reason
0: for that you know he's with yeah, that a green chick or whatever in the story she's cause cause he's just getting, getting out with a naked green check just to damn, get undressed i mean there's really no reason for it yeah well, they're about to have a there's pillow fight, no so. better reason <laughs> <finish it all. laughs> that's what greg's <laughs> fantasizing in his head <laughs> they're about to have a pillow fight shut up yeah any minute now they're gonna squirt whipped well, cream all over each other <laughs> i'll give you this after
3: she brought that up to me there is one point that she made that that about the the Spock Uhura thing that she didn't like, which is that it sort of took away from Uhura. And I will say this, that, that really? she's correct in the fact that up until the moment that she kisses Spock, she has her own independent character. Yeah. And after it's established that she's with Spock, every scene she has in the movie is dedicated to that relationship with Spock. She's an extension of Spock.
4: Well, at that point, Spock
3: also becomes one of the central characters. yeah, I I mean, mean, uh, obviously, story-wise, it makes sense. But there is no Uhura after that. She doesn't get any independent scenes. And
0: doesn't it detract somewhat? I know Spock's half-human, and he has this emotion in him and stuff. But in the show, the original show, he's always... Going out of his way so hard to not to show any emotion, ladies. to be complete logic. And yet here he is making out with a girl. You you never saw that, to my knowledge, in the original well, show at all. Does he ever kiss a girl Star or anything? Trek,
1: you know I'm saying,
3: according to huh? commercials. What now? But, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. What, are you making a joke or something? I didn't hear what you said. Well, but I think, you know, we do have to deal with some things, and these are all extensions of the same issue. It's a new Star Trek that is trying to appeal to a younger generation, and there's a lot more shirts coming off. There's a lot more making out, you know. This is, this is. I mean, as well as they have done it, this is a Dawson's Creek Star Trek, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. They they pretty, and, you know, but, out, and we, and have, to, we have to come to grips <laughs> to that.
0: I agreed with... Um... <laughs> Excuse me. I agreed with Greg too in that. <clears throat> pardon me. I agree with Greg too that also the uh it, the movie would and I hope future movies make an effort to have a bigger storyline than just the baddie yeah, of the week. Absolutely. Like this bad guy no. comes, we'll and vanquish I him, agree more about and that's that, the end of the because story. Because this guy
3: was annoying. I think yeah. that, that you're absolutely right that that you cannot try to build on the villain. You, obviously, you have to have a villain, but they keep trying to build these signature villains, and you don't need that. You have such a, you have such a, a rich. Well, I mythology. think they did it right.
1: They did it right with Khan, and they've been trying to repeat that glory ever since. And but that was a
3: singular situation with Khan. You had a built-in bad guy. That you could do that. They keep trying to create and also, a con relationship. And they keep forgetting
0: con had a history on the show already. He wasn't just some guy they brought out of nowhere. Well, also, that's what made it cool. You know, it so the Carl fans Mondo knew who he was, you know, and he
1: just played it to the hilt, and he was damn good at you know being a bad guy. I mean, and yeah, and so am um,
0: I don't think it's because of the actor. I really just think
3: that 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 was a storyline that made more sense i think a lot of things came together it was just one of those things where a lot of elements came together that made some work and you just can't capture that that lightning in a bottle well, a second well, the thing time is, you know you right, should exactly
1: it's like because it's obvious every time they do it people say well they're trying to make another con they're trying to
3: well nero it, you know he's a rip off of a lot of Star Trek villains, but he's clearly they, trying they to They need be an overarching situation, because
0: like in Star Wars, or at least the original ones, and I'm always comparing it to Star Wars, because Star Wars is so better, so much better. In my not opinion. these not days. Not
1: these days, I don't agree.
0: Bum, bum, bum. Well, not the prequels, but I'm just saying that, yeah, you had <laughs> Darth Vader, Vader. you had a big either. baddie, but he was part of a bigger not bad <laughs> situation. It wasn't just, <laughs> you defeat Darth Vader, the, everything's okay. You know, he was a, a symptom of a bigger problem. He was part of this evil empire that was ruling everything now if they bring the klingons in i hope it's not just i'm a bad klingon captain we'll vanquish him and everything's okay i hope there's like this yeah a
3: bigger story I think
0: a bigger that's the picture. opportunity
3: you have if you bring in the klingons is that yeah you can have these bad klingon captains and if and if they go far enough back they can actually pull some of these signature klingon commanders out and have some fun with that but yeah the central villain is you know in a lesser sense the Klingon Empire and in a greater sense just the the politics of the situation, you know war itself. That's why I wonder if they'll try to do anything with sort of the Organians and that. Greg, you're with me. Yeah, on this. no, they won't.
1: But because but that's not. too that's too esoteric, I think now for for modern well, I think, audiences. Yeah, yeah, but I in have
3: a no movie, talking well, about in, you could do that very cool in a movie though if you really wanted to build. There's a they're actually in the, in the Star Trek continuity was a very long peace accord, that, a ceasefire that happened between the Klingons and the humans because they all started fighting each other on the Organians planet thinking they were just a bunch of you know hayseed peasants. Well, well, and they're actually like all powerful and they basically just decided, you know, if a human and a Klingon ever fight anywhere in the universe again, we'll destroy both of you your entire species sort of. Meanwhile deities, in a bar, on am And they were
1: yeah,
3: exactly after that, after the word gets out after it's been, because that wouldn't be fair. a given lots of ins and outs, but
1: well, but, I just don't think they would do the organian sort of thing on because well, why would they want to stop the war? If they did it, I don't know.
3: It would be a good way to just put the Klingons aside and make room for new villains. If you have one, I don't like that the idea of. And Star
0: Trek's always doing this, so I don't like the idea of like a super human creature or,
3: or you know being yeah. Star like Trek a super, loves powerful. The super powerful things. They've been doing that.
1: I don't since like the original that. Well, too. see, I, I mean, in the '60s, I think you can get away with it. Nowadays, audiences. I feel like I wanna say aren't sophisticated enough. Sophisticated. why can it
0: do this? Why is it doing yeah. that?
1: Well yeah, we're we're well, too uh, we're too questioning of things now. We're and we're not gonna, you know, just accept the fact that these guys are balls of energy and but they're all powerful balls of energy and, and that they're gonna you know stop. Like, a why war. are they doing
0: this? Uh, they're balls of energy brooks.
1: Well <laughs> balls of <God>. energy. Brooks.
0: <laughs> uh <laughs> obviously they're balls of energy. Uh, of course they're super powerful. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: i like star trek and i like this new movie i i'm i'm a, a fan of the original series not so much that i know the names of the shows or anything like that but i i do enjoy the original series and the original but characters I do, so i'm glad I to see them back
1: i do think you see what i'm getting at brooks is i i would like to have a story in star trek along mm. the lines of the first three star wars movies you know this human story of relationships and that sort of thing, set in, on the on the and backdrop like of this bigger situation. situation, not not yeah, episodes one Yeah, because it makes two, you three, worry but.
0: for the characters more when you realize they're part of this. They're swept up into this bigger thing. It makes you feel for the and characters. And there's part now. of
4: that in this movie. The, the most, the best parts of the new one to me were like when he was off the ship and they're figuring out how to get back. And yeah, I think the problem with Star Trek inherently is that that ship there doesn't feel there's any danger with that ship. Yeah. You know, because it's very relative how much damage it can take and what can happen to it. And
0: yeah, I mean, those guys—the thing looks like it's getting blown to hell constantly, and they're always on the bridge, and sparks will fly, but no one ever gets hurt. They always well, like the original like five series. Or six, you know, well, the we lost apparently didn't feel hundreds of people but... to me
1: at all. I, I, I was not happy with the production design at all of this movie. Uh, this because the bridge—it looked—it was too clean. It was too, you know. Uh, you know, I've heard a lot of people say that it looks like an Apple store, and it and that's kind of true, because uh, it is it all white and shiny and, you know, bits I of chrome to, around, was, and just, you know, it looked like an iPod.
4: I was telling... I was telling Brooks about a YouTube video. I gotta send links to you guys. It's about somebody did the original Star Trek, but shot like this one, and it's just old footage of the '60s one, but with lens flare everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> it's all washed out.
0: <laughs> Let me find that. Yeah, one.
3: Lynn actually mentioned how much lens flare you can see in. Uh, and another yeah.
0: thing, Star Trek production-wise, it's you know Greg, Greg all about the production of these, I, it's always bothered me, and I guess Star Wars does this to some extent, but the. The bad guys, the good guy ships are always like, especially next generation time. The good guy ships are just beautiful luxury liner looking things. The bad guy ships are always like cold hard steel with steam pouring out of every vent and like light, you know, red glowing lava lights under the grates on the floors. Like, who designs it? Who would want to fly on that thing? That thing looks completely
1: <laughs> well. If you you know, you're unpleasant. evil, you, that's that's your yeah, color scheme. Evil people,
0: they just love that stuff. They want their throne to have spikes on it for no reason at all. <laughs> well I just love well, how the, yeah, we we covered just a lot like we were saying before you can always tell the bad guys to the black leather outfit that ship, that
3: that ship outfits. cracks me up. But, well, I thought it was cool.
0: The but, only
1: thing I mean yeah even the special effects of course the more we talk about it the more we are ripping it but it, yeah it just didn't feel convincing and I kind of I didn't really articulate that before but I do agree with you guys in that it didn't feel dangerous at all. They, you know, you you'd see these battle scenes and then you cut to the bridge and it just feels like they are in a totally different place. And uh, so that I was, don't know
0: how you fix that. Maybe yeah. just show them getting knocked around a little more. There's no smoke just coming the, in from a fire or something. Spaceship.
4: It's not like you're in the cockpit of an X-wing and stuff, and it feels like seat of your pants. It never feels seat of your pants because it's these huge. It's like watching a like, battleship or something. I don't know. There he were some like, scenes in the
3: original Star Trek movies where they'd be blasting the hell out of the Enterprise to the point where you'd see like phasers like blasting the bridge and you felt that like they're about to crack a hole right in the damn bridge like that's what you need in a movie yeah like, that's what they need you need to well, have like a moment you know, where the bridge they, just cracks open and like ends and target boy flies well out that happened before they in, restore in Star the, little Emesis,
1: the last one uh and it was uh, that was one of the best things about that movie the movie itself wasn't that great but the but the final battle scene Visually was it was cool, cool. was that Picard yeah their battle scenes were awesome the bad movie. guy ship and and they also blew the viewer like the main screen they blew it away, and of course, you know, at Star Trek, these energy shields came up, but not before a couple of incidents got sucked out. <laughs> <laughs> that so, drives me crazy oh, no. about the, the next generation
3: Star Trek because the original didn't do this. But are you telling me that they're looking at that view screen and it's actually a window? Hmm. They're actually looking into space? Well, like, that's not like a TV monitor? Like if you broke the view screen, you could actually get sucked into space. Yeah, it's a little silly. Apparently, there's like a moment in in the second Next Generation movie where they're standing looking out a window, and she's like, "There's no glass," and he's touching it, going, "Yeah, it's just force field." It's like, so if you lose power for like a <laughs> yeah. second, you guys are just sucked out into space. Not <laughs> smart. <laughs> that is retarded. Not smart design,
0: my friend. Uh, that apparently, is not, those energy the,
1: shields the, the, the are Star like Trek backed up at the wazoo. ship designers. Those, those are the, are the craziest people.
0: Out. Well, another thing That's that just bothered like the me Romulan guys, I'm just, man. It's I'm like, trying not to pick on the movie, protocols? but I, I was upset, and at the end, uh, you know, I was I was not at all surprised when I saw that Ben Burt did sound design, because I swear some of those blaster fire and stuff was straight out of Star Wars. They sounded just like some of the stuff in the prequels. There was—I uh, like
3: how much of the stuff they used from the original Star Trek show, though. But the like design. the
0: in the in episode two, I think it is of Star Wars, and Jango Fett's fighting Obi Wan or whatever, and he's got this. Blaster fire coming out of Slave One. Nerd alert. Nerd alert. <laughs> that was the exact same sound they used when they were shooting the ship blasters in 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 Star Trek. The exact same sound, and it really bothered me. though. was like, are you just calling us in? Are you phoning us well, in? What they sound like, Brooks? Yeah, uh, yeah that's, that's what lasers. We were talking about like. that
1: after the movie, and, and we theorize that Ben Burtt probably has a hard drive full of all the little sound effects that he has. Well, I'm sure he <laughs> does, but
0: that's what I'm saying. He's phoning it in, you know. In Star Wars, he's creating all these awesome sounds, like really going out of his way to create <laughs> he's like, otherworldly sounds. It doesn't matter.
2: <laughs> but yeah, Star Trek. He's he's
0: literally just going blaster and does a search on his computer blaster. There you go. You know, <laughs> this come will on, piss man. Him off. <laughs> And to me, as a as a nerd that I am, that kind of took me out a little bit. It's like, man, that sounds like the Star Wars. Man, that sounds. And there's a couple mm. times in the movie it was I didn't like
3: that. that. Oh. I'd hate it if that were true. I really respect. Well, ben go Burt. watch
0: episode two, guys. This is the homework, not you know for you guys, but for whoever wants to in the fandom. Watch episode two. Watch the asteroid battle scene where they're flying through the asteroid belt and Django Fett shooting at Obi Wan, and then go. You know, when you watch Star Trek again, listen for that when they're doing the rapid fire. Phaser shots or whatever. It's, I swear it's the same sound.
3: Nerd, nerd assignment. Do They actually have yeah, <laughs> nerd assignment. Do they, actually, uh, nerd Do they actually nerd have The Wilhelm scream at some point in the Star Trek. I didn't hear it. I
1: was looking for it because I figured they would. Eventually. Oh really? That's about the only. Sci-fi Apparently there's that has an R two D two somewhere the in the in the movie. I I hadn't heard that. No, really? I'd heard that that well, that's somewhere.
0: Wow. Well, that's a neat Easter
4: egg. Yeah, I saw the interview with J.J. J. Abrams, and he said he said in the interview he's not a fan. He's never been a fan of Star Trek. He's he's always been a Star Wars person. And that well, to,
3: it kind of paid yeah. off to get that. Star So now I've sensibility seen, I've heard two Star different
1: because I I've read an, I read an interview with J.J. Abrams where he talks about how big a fan he is. Now now he may just be saying that because he just made a Star Trek movie, <laughs> but.
4: Yeah. This isn't a Star Trek monthly, man. Yeah. It's like after I am a big <laughs> well, fan of not, Star Trek yeah. now that I made a Star yeah. Trek. Yeah, of this I movie, admire. Star Trek.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big, big you fan of this, this is movie. On, Star Trek.
4: This is, this is on Charlie Rose. He was talking about how he never liked Star Trek because you could never, there was a, never an end. Like so with, when he talks uh, to
0: the intellectual PBS types, he says. So that's like the way he really he says feels. He talks to really the Star, really Star Trek, Trek fans, fan. he says something
3: else. Typical politician. Well, I think that's what you needed because. You don't need a director who's a big fan. Uh, having writers who are big fans helps, but I think it's like Brian Singer doing X Men. You know, get a director who's a good director, and then you get the nerds to to consult with him. You know, make sure he has a nerdy friend who likes this crap that can keep him on the story. But you don't want a guy. It's sort of like when they made that D and D movie. the guy was like the biggest D and D fan in yeah, the that, world. let's not even get but into that. But couldn't make a movie. <laughs> I'd like you to be able to make a movie first. Then, let's talk about canon.
0: I thought Star Trek looked spectacular. I mean, I liked the look of it 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 a lot. It had
3: all the payoff I was looking for.
0: It didn't feel, to me, though, I will say, it didn't feel... Like a uh, uh, an epic story that I'm gonna look forward to seeing the next one of it. It kind of didn't leave a bit deep impression on me, so to speak. After it was over, I was like, "That was fun." Then two days later, I wasn't like. Well, like I like the it. story and I, and I like too. the
1: performances of the actors pretty well, but actually, the look and and the feel of the movie was not a very good payoff for me. They and it's and a lot of it becomes from computer animation. The ships don't look like they have weight. That's one of the things that, that I've always thought was cool about. Uh, like the Star Trek films from before, like as compared to Star Wars, you know, Star Wars, you, you're watching fighters and things like that move around and they move around very, with a lot of agility. Whereas the bigger ships have weight and they move slower and, and that sort of thing. And that was the way it was with Star Trek as well. It's like, you know, these ships felt big, you know, felt like they would hold 500 people, 430 actually, nerd alert uh, of the uh, <laughs> Uh, crew of the ship uh, whereas this one did actually, one now I mean this one was you know moving around you know really fast and spinning and shooting and all that sort of thing and it's just which I know in space maybe technically that's the way they're supposed to move or are they able to move because there's no gravity or whatever well, but it does, you know,
0: take away from the feel of the the size of the ship if it's zipping around yeah, like that
1: so it, I, I actually kind of as far as the production design goes I like the look of the bridge of the Kelvin better than the uh, the enterprises yeah, I, d-
3: I definitely agree with that i would like to see them i like it when it's you know in star trek 2 and it also really a had little this bit of look film. on the ship like the bridge it looked like they were on a submarine yeah you know i think that's what you should be shooting for that sort of dark sort of red and green glow sort of thing where everything's so sterile and white it doesn't really give you that fun submarine
0: it kinda kind of had a little bit of that starship troopers feel where it's like, Hey, we're all in the Academy. Uh-oh, something happened all now. All of a sudden we're all
3: in the middle of this yeah. world. Series, the
0: galaxy's no, that's, most that's important mission the, and we're the in charge
1: people on the ship, you know? So.
3: Well, you know, and that's, we were talking about that. That's just by virtue of you want to be, you want to show them from the beginning of their career on. So you have to sort of have this sort of catalyst that gets them from this Academy moment to the more traditional Star Trek story. And that was yeah. the device. I feel that used. you
0: could have had a little more of a montage or something. You know, it went from when he was a kid to when he was in the academy. That's like that's like fifteen years later. You couldn't do a you know
1: only three George years Lucas after they graduate that.
0: the academy. You know, they're on the ship. And and then this happens or something like he's done some time on the Enterprise. He I knows think, his way around at least before he becomes captain. I think in a I cheeky think- way,
3: I think they kind of wanted that sort of acceleration. I think they really wanted to just show Kirk end up in the captain's chair overnight. I think they they wanted that because like, they could have done a more traditional sort of montage. But I think they wanted it to have that sort of hunt for Ad October Hard thing where – where he kind of just dumbasses his way through it and, and ends up go. in the captain's chair. How realistic is that? Well, and also to
1: get really nerdy with it, you kind of had to have that scene like in the bar to to establish uh, Kirk's character in this one because actually Kirk's character from the original Star Trek was not a you know shiftless guy that was just living in a town kind of thing like like this Kirk is. You know he, he was mm-hmm. actually very driven. Well, he had
4: a dad. Mm-hmm.
1: He had, a, had dad. a dad who, you know, who was a Starship captain. <laughs> he and him. He was very proud of him, and you know, and saw that he, he went to the academy, and you know, and and was a good student and all that sort of thing. So, you know, they had to establish that so this Kirk, Kirk was different. Could have scored with Uhura. Yes, he pro- probably did. They just never really talked about he it. You know, it was kind of those things. was she
3: obviously. Yeah, she likes educated guys yeah, clearly.
1: Yeah, you know, maybe they did it and it got weird, and then you know they decided not to talk about it again. And, and, well, and Kirk sure had no chapel to shag at that point. So.
0: I thought it was cool they no, showed him he was taking that test, oh, like, that's like you right. guys yeah, mentioned. Right. That was a neat, yeah. a neat little cool. throwback. There were a lot of things that I could tell that the, the theater doing. had a lot of fans in it. There were a lot of things that Did they were cheering. Did you notice
3: the, the, the Sector 47 thing? No,
0: I didn't see that.
3: Mm-mm. I heard you talk about you it in the show, but I didn't see it. it was your it. deal. <laughs> uh, I have an, an, an interesting question that I was thinking about the destruction of Vulcan how draconian a measure that is in the story. And I'm wondering the last incarnation of Star Trek being Enterprise that was just lousy with crap Vulcans I'm wondering, did that maybe factor in? Was that a message? Because they also destroyed Archer's Dog. It seems like there was a lot of direct attention to just bashing Enterprise. (laughs) Is destroying Archer's Dog and Vulcan a direct
1: cry against that? Oh, man. That is not the original story. Because actually, that that show wasn't too bad. I mean, it It had its moments. It it did, and it had some good characters. So I, I really enjoyed the you know the engineer uh trip in that car- in that movie i mean in that series um uh, now you know to paul the vulcan was was all right and and horrible oh wow <laughs> horrible. <Okay. laughs> whatever whatever
3: put some pants on that chick then she'll be all yeah, right
1: but anyway i like the show i like the first season especially it got a little. Throughout that show,
3: that. I thought they had some storylines that were solid. They had several episodes that that I thought, "Wow, this is good." Why can't you do this every week? How is it? That was the the most frustrating. If it was always bad, like Voyager was always bad, so it's like you know, okay, well they're bad. You know, they don't know anybody. Remember that that <laughs> song know? that? He- Why is it every time I
0: turn yeah, on the exactly. radio? Fuck Here, that. Here's a question: <laughs> How is it? One drop of that green stuff or red stuff or whatever can can cause Vulcan to implode upon itself, but they blow up the entire huge vat of the stuff, and it just creates, you know, a black hole. They have trouble getting out of, but not, not nearly what you'd Maybe imagine it would. If one drop could quality. destroy a planet, you telling me the entire thing, the the Enterprise can still blast its way out of it somehow. You know what was, that why, bothered uh, me too. I'll just go. Oh, the let drill, me let me interrupt no. you real quick, Andrew. I'm sorry. No. Real quick though, <laughs> <Okay.
2: sighs> let me finish, Andrew. <laughs>
0: the Earth, the Earth <laughs> they they did. Much they now. did the thing that Star Trek <laughs> always does, man. It's like we're getting sucked into the black hole, which I thought of, that was a, what I actually thought was a really neat part. Where they're like, you know, go to warp speed. It's like we're at warp speed. I thought that was kind of cool. The idea that they're actually going warp speed, but they're not moving because of the black hole. But, but you know, how do we fix it? Well, let's see. Jip eject the warp core or whatever the hell. Every Star Trek movie, they fix the problem by doing something with their dilithium crystals or their warp core or whatever. They always do that. Am I right? Is that I how they, they solve they every problem? Into it and then get I think that
1: was a gimme
3: to the fans, too, though, because they're always threatening to eject the warp core in Star Trek, and they almost never they do. They did once. And what, in Insurrection? Yeah.
0: Well, anyway, my point is just that I'm tired of that solution. I'm tired of the solution just being, "Well, let's eject the warp core. Let's overload the dilithium crystal. Let's, you know, recalibrate." Well, the you're, th- talk about, you're talking
1: about techno and yeah. yeah, that is a big thing. Yeah. Uh,
3: yeah, but this one was lacking in techno up to that point compared yeah. to other, because it was so ridiculously fantastic hmm. that it sort of wasn't. It, it, like other, it, what I liked about it was it lacked the pretension of techno babble because it really was just like drop the red matter on it. It was so galaxy. <laughs> yeah. Quest. Well, that's
4: what I was, was wondering. Like, that's what I was about the to, the to say. Why do they spew. need to the drill at all?
3: Well, I guess you, you want to put that red it,
4: matter can just make a black hole on the surface. Yeah,
3: I suppose you could. If it, I uh, guess they wanted the to give me, the, they, they, kind they, of they me the, the impression that inflation. had to react with something to become... Maybe they didn't state. want the, well, their ship the to get sucked in into, into
0: it. Maybe they wanted... <laughs> well, it
3: reacted with the exploding yeah. Borg ship.
0: Well, you can just throw it on the mountain. <laughs>
3: it's
4: because it's cool
0: it. to drill a hole to the center of the planet and drop the stuff well, in there. That's neat. Well, <laughs> miners, mining you know, ship. But We've but got the drill you already.
4: The, I mean. You need a set piece for a sword battle. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it bothered me exactly, also, story-wise. Stop interrupting. <laughs> Apparently, you guys like this part, but to me, I was really bothered by the fact that he got ejected to this planet and got chased by these crazy monsters or whatever and then magically runs into Spock like in this cave it man. was a reach
1: the whole the whole movie was a reach i'll, I'll give but you it's that because fun,
3: man it's an adventure they, they, story but,
1: uh, well you know like we were saying last week this is the movie that they had to do in order to get kirk in the captain's I mean, chair in order to get everybody in the place they're supposed to be to where they can go and hopefully do their big like story the next thing. time
4: it's just like that and everything. Luke landed right near Yoda and Dagobah.
3: Well, it's a huge planet. Yeah, it's one planet. It's like if you Not said just, Sean's on Earth, even if I'm the only person on Earth, and then you just crash land here, am I likely I mean, to be living so like four yeah, trees down? Thing. Well, I will say though that, <laughs> and that's true. And Empire Strikes Back is the best movie ever made.
0: Let's so, uh, let's re- rewind though and saying that it. Star Wars though yeah. there is I'm the concept. You think you can't. There's the concept introduced in Star Wars of the Force, and it's believable that the Force would have brought Luke to Yoda. But there's nothing like ah. that. There's no overriding destiny. destiny. Without
3: being too new age, though, I really do stand by my th- my feeling that th- this story is about destiny. And some of these, these coincidences where they just kind of come together, I really do feel like that's, that's a testament to the universe setting itself right. Certain things have to happen, regardless of somebody monkeying with time. You know, and if that means that Kirk's going to end yeah, up on the thought, planet where he hooks up with the I that was the the kind of a shout-out to those fans, that despite the fact that this is an alternate reality,
4: all these people still came together. Yeah,
3: Kirk's going to be Kirk. Yeah, you know, will that. That's what I think it all comes down to. And, you know, yeah, that becomes a cop-out when it happens too often in the story, but I think you can chalk a lot of it up to that. These guys are going to find each other, and they're going to find a way to overcome, and the Enterprise is going to become the Enterprise again. Because the universe has to have it. I mean, that's that is the central metaphor for what is essentially true in them rebooting this franchise. We need the that's Enterprise. The clearly, we need Kirk and Spock, and and that's the that's the central thesis of this story. Yeah, we need a franchise. We need more movies. Well, I'm totally. But I think given that they've got, they were able to establish all that. I do agree that. They have more leeway now to come up with a more cohesive, a more coherent sort of story in the second film. Yeah, I'm totally – They I've, don't have to honor canon as much as they did in this I one. They don't have to explain over. all this crap. They don't have to position the characters. They, when, in a movie like this, the sequel, if the, if the first one is done right, the sequel is always more fun or should be. Because it's just like then the you Dark can just play with it. Yeah, Dark Knight, perfect example. We have to explain all these things to get Batman where where he needs to be in the first film. But Dark Knight, <laughs> let's tell the story we want to tell now.
0: Well, I'm looking and I, forward I'd to see it.
3: that. Where this second Star Trek film could be a Dark Knight compared to the first one.
0: Thanks everybody for writing on the forum. We're running out of steam, so we'll we'll get out of your hair. But um, thanks again. Next week, I believe we're going to talk with Madougal. Again, right?
3: We will be talking to
0: Madugal about marijuana movies. Interesting. That'll be an interesting and thing David because David um, has none of us. I don't know about Madougal, Can't speak for Madugal, but I know that none of us are uh, what is our marijuana partakers. So, lo- oh, and we're also not big yes. into the movies. I've seen some of them, but certainly not the canon, not so the to movies. speak.
1: <laughs> I
3: haven't
0: seen. Well, them. I have we do don't some take research the
1: I've a lot of them are on Netflix. So I'm that hoping life. that Madugal.
0: No,
3: I think everybody has. I think there's a
1: universal. You like a lot of
4: is. the ones like that Yeah, I've seen some, like and,
0: but I've never seen like the yeah, dazed baked, and confused. Baked,
3: Everybody's seen that <laughs> Kevin Smith movies are all about marijuana. I've never
0: seen the classics. You know, I've never seen the the Cheech and Chong's and whatnot. But don't worry. But we'll, well, we'll get into that next week with Madugal. Yeah,
3: that'll be. Those are some of the ideas that we're going to to look at. Is how this has affected the popular culture, and the impact that it's had on the mainstream. So that is the topic that we'll be delving into. I think it's going to be a good one. Well, I'm psyched cool. about that. Also, David. David's going to be on the show. That's awesome. We do have him lined up for an episode. Very cool.
0: Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Um, we'll be back next week with Mud. My name is Brooks.
4: I'm Sean. i Greg. And I'm Andrew. And this has been
0: TV Ate My Dinner.
2: This has been TV eight My Dinner. Don't forget to visit our forum at www.forum.tv8mydinner.com. Suck it, Muddy.